Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and our podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Fourth and Out podcast. My name is George Evans. Joining me again this week is Liam Whiting. Liam, say greetings. Good afternoon. How are you all? Yeah, good, mate. And uh, for the first time, we've got another guest on, a good friend of ours, Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going? Hello, going good, yeah. Nice to see you, boys. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, good to have you on the pod. Um, Liam, I can tell you're excited. I can see your face. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode. It's nice to have a, a new person on the show who's a Steelers fan, so see what perspectives he gives. Yeah, definitely. Ollie, I don't know if you want to give a little breakdown of how, how long you've been watching the NFL, you know, who you support and stuff like that. Yeah, so I became a Steelers fan more by chance than anything. Um, I won a Steelers jersey as the winners of the Super Bowl. Um, so had they not marched down the field and, and won that game in 2009, I'd probably be a Cardinals fan and maybe pretty excited about their prospects at the moment. Yeah, probably yeah, probably a different way to go, although they still won't win anything, um, in my opinion. <laughs> but what do I know, eh? So, yeah, been uh been following it ever since um on and off obviously now sky are getting a lot more involved there's there's red zone there's a lot more live games on so i'm playing fantasy with you boys just picking it up more and more yeah definitely i think that's the way i got into it as well it's just the coverage that it gets now in the uk that's so good um say so you get red zone and you get your seven hours of um commercial free football and then, which is so good and then you get all the games as well it's become so much more accessible over here in the uk games. Yeah, yeah, you get the live games, four live games every year. Okay, um, so this episode is the NFC South episode, so we'll be discussing that later in the podcast. Um, but to start with, as always, there is news. There's loads of news, so much news. Um, so let's get into it. Um, Dak Prescott signed a four-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys worth $160 million, becoming the second highest paid quarterback um, in NFL history. Uh, Liam, obvious move. Yeah, they had to sign him, didn't they? Yeah, they, it was a good, yeah, really good signing from him. Let's just hope he can stay fit next season. Might depend who you support, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it made sense to everyone. There was always a little bit of talk about um, Deshaun Watson signing, possibly. But Ollie, what are your opinions on Dak Prescott? I think it was inevitable they were going to re-sign him. He's very good. He was having a very good season last year before he unfortunately went down, and he was on pace for ridiculous numbers somewhat necessitated by playing with a poor defence. Yeah. But I yeah, think definitely. he's he's on a good offence, they're gonna they're gonna roll, but they've got a lot of big contracts in there. So I think they need to deliver sooner rather than later potentially. I agree. And he's with an O line that um is struggling or definitely struggled after last year. They've they've got a lot of recruitment to be made in that um particular area. Um it's a lot of money to pay a quarterback who's just gone down with, you know, an injury as serious as 
as that. Do you think the ceiling is as high for Dak Prescott as Jerry Jones seems to think, Liam? Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be. What do you What do you think, Ollie? I really like him, and I think they can they can make a real run at it with the playmakers he's got around him. Is he a top five quarterback? Ooh. Well, time will tell. I think it's gonna. Well, you said, we've seen him in the league for True. three or four years. You know, he's had a, enough time to think about it. Is he up there with the Mahomes and the Watsons? And the Wilsons and the Rogers. I'm going to say yeah, and that's why they've paid him like he is. Yeah, I agree, Liam. I think he is, but I think he's just got to win, win the big one now, isn't he? That's what he's got to do. Yeah, I mean that's what he's getting paid for, and um, I like that uh, Dak Prescott, and you know I think he's always done a good job. Seems like a good bloke, and from a fantasy standpoint, he's an absolute dream. Um, so yeah, no, I think fair play to him. Um, another quarterback. He's been signed up is Cam Newton. He's gone back to the New England Patriots for a year um, for $13 million. Um, does this make sense, Liam, do you think? Or should they have gone for a quarterback in the draft? Well, they might, they might still do. But um, do you think this makes sense? Yes, I do. I think it's the cheap short-term option. And I think they'll be waiting for the draft year after or when another free agent comes up. I think it's a good move from them. Do you not think there's better options out there, though? Because $13 million is, is still a decent amount of money to shell out for someone who threw about, uh, I don't know, four passing touchdowns last season. Um, who's, who's available? Who's better? Well, you could, uh, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have gone for him just because they're in the same division. But you look at Sam Darnold, I think is better and needs a new opportunity out of there. Um, I, I don't know, even someone like, not that I'm trying to get rid of him, but Nick Foles or, you know, Mitch Trubisky. You could go. They could have gone hard on Deshaun Watson because um, they've got so much cap room. They could have gone for pretty much anyone in the league. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's the only obvious one, but this is Bill, so maybe he's got some sort of master plan planned. Possibly. I think it's familiarity as well. It's going to be year yeah. two in the offense. They need to surround him with with more bodies. He needs to be able to throw it to someone. But he's still a red zone threat. I mean, he had Russian touchdowns last year, so mm-hmm. he does bring that. He's, I mean, he's just a big, not disrespecting him, because I think he was a very good quarterback a few years ago, but to me, he's um, he's now just like a big running back. They just use him for the plays when they're close to the goal line, but you can never trust his arm. So the Patriots, in my opinion, don't really build this season with Cam at quarterback. Um, so it kind of asks the question, where does the season now go for the Patriots? Or do they still try and get a, a quarterback in the draft at, at 15? Or you do know? they trade up into the top 10? Would Bill trade up? You know, Bill is, if anything, he trades down, doesn't he? I don't know why I'm saying Bill like I know him as well. Like, I've <laughs> first name terms with him. But uh, Liam, would you still go for a quarterback in the draft if you're the Patriots? Or go for, a, go for an offensive weapon to help Cam out? Yeah, I think you've got to take an offensive weapon. It's just who who's available, really. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure what Bill's going to do, your mate. Um, we'll have to see what he does. Um, but he, this is what he does well. He does a really good job of getting sort of low-ranked players and trades them up and win Super Bowls. So time will tell and we'll see. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, okay, another, well, a former New England Patriot um, quarterback, um, Tom Brady 
been given an extension by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is mostly to um, sort out cap room so they can sign uh, or re-sign Levante David and probably Shaquille Barrett. Um, so this goes through until uh, 2020. I think it was a $50 million uh, contract extension. Can you see him pay, uh, playing past 2020 because of how how good he was last season? What do you think, Lou? See, I think last season would have been the perfect time for him to retire because he went to a new team and won it. But he thinks he can still do it. So fair play to him. But would you retire if you've just gone out on such a high? If you're keeping all of the team that they managed to keep last season, wouldn't you try and go for it again? He's still fully fit. I mean... No, I, I understand that, but it just sort of seemed the storybook ending if you've gone to a new team and won it. Um, but he thinks he can play, so he's going to carry on. I mean, he's having fun, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's got weapons for the first time in years. Got his mates it's back. Gonna, it's going to bring most of them back, it seems. I mean, he's just having a great time down there. He's throwing the trophy around on boats. Yeah, drinking avocado tequila. My yeah. favourite thing of when he moved there was he had to get a loan to buy a boat. Like, times must be hard if you need a loan to buy a boat, mustn't they? No, he's not. <laughs> I don't think he'll need a loan now. I think he's yeah, well set. Yeah, I don't set. think he will. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, um, with this, his career earnings just in football goes to $320 million, which um, it's not too bad, is it? It's not too shabby. I still think he'll play on past 45. I mean, he really does show no signs of slowing down, unlike, you know, Drew Brees and people like that. Um, I think he could play on for at least another three or four years. And why not with that team? They, you know, they're going to keep the whole team pretty much. They've definitely got another chance of a Super Bowl. Seems silly not to, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Bills, we've got the Bills resigning uh, Matt Milano on a four-year deal for forty-four million dollars. Again, this one kind of made sense to me. Really good player over the last uh, three or four years. Um, solid signing. Forty-four million seems to be a Decent rate, 11 million a year. Uh, Liam, any thoughts on just shoring up the Bills' defence and making sure they've still got a Super Bowl contending squad? Yeah, I think it was a great signing. 11 million for a linebacker is not a bad rate, is it? So, yeah, I think that's a solid move from the Bills. It'd have been a top pickup in free agency, if not, because yeah, linebackers are such a, such a premium at the moment. Hence why I think Shaquille Barrett will probably get picked up again by the Buccaneers, because, you know... Th- Matt Milano, for one, is probably a top 10 linebacker and teams don't get rid of their linebackers. It just doesn't happen. No, they don't very often. Ollie, what are your thoughts on the Bills team? Do you think they've got to keep everyone that they possibly can? Yeah, they're a contender. Um, you know, Josh Allen, his progression has been incredible. And you know they're keeping it all together and they're going to be there again. They're going to be pushing the Chiefs in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And Moving on to um, moving on to the Chiefs, they've just released um, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz. Um, Eric Fisher being the number one overall pick in 2013. Mitchell Swartz being a four-time um, All-Pro, so he's a two very good linemen. And after what we witnessed in the Super Bowl um, and how their O-line struggled, I know Fisher didn't play because he was injured, but is this a worry for Mahomes, Liam? Yeah, I think it could be. Um because he's not going to have the same protection as what he had. Um, obviously, they're trying to go for the cheaper option, but is it going to be like the Super Bowl again, or is this going to be a one-off? Going to see more of his scrambling ability. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what he's like under pressure. I, I guess the move is all about, you know, how the Mahomes contracts affected 
the Kansas City um, cap room. Um, it still seems surprising to me because you could always do restructures, and I thought they were both pretty solid last year as well. Um, and it also means there's quite a number of um, number one overall picks in free agency now as well. Um, so you've got, I mean, Jameis Winston was one. You've got um, Jadavian Clowney. You've got Eric Fisher. Um, there's probably more that I can't think of the top. Of Liam, you got any more that might be in free agency? I, I can't um, think of the top of my head. No, Jared Goff obviously just went to the Lions as well, but he would have been in that kind of conversation. So, again, as I've said before, it kind of proves that first-round picks aren't always, you know, the most valuable asset. No, they're not. Look at Dak, who we were talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's been so many good pickups quarterback-wise in the second round as well, and wide receiver-wise in the second round. Hence why I'm more than happy to give away some first-round picks for Russell Wilson. And yes, I did get that in there before. Oh, I was going to say, you're not, leave, you're not leave giving that up, are you? Took nobody's 15 minutes. Up. Nobody's giving it up, mate. It's, uh, I was looking at um, a betting website earlier, uh, Skybet, and they were five to two, you know? Have you bet your house on it yet? Uh, no, <laughs> we all know my luck with that, and I can't afford it with Cheltenham coming up, mate. I've got, <laughs> I've got other things to spend that money on. Is that your other podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what me and Ollie are doing after this. Okay, so the Pats have also been involved in trading for um, the Raiders offensive lineman Trent Brown, another all-pro. He hasn't said what they've given up yet, um, but, you know, what do you think they would have given up for someone of... I thought Trent Brown was another solid offensive lineman, probably a top 10 in the league. What would you take if you're the Raiders, a a first-rounder, maybe a cheeky second-rounder? Yeah, I think so. Um, Oh, there's talks about Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, Um, I think... Is a first rounder too much, do you think? Or do you think that's about... Um, I mean, they're not picking as high as they... Uh, as low as they normally would be. Yeah. And they're sitting there at 15. That's a, a better pick than they, they've had for a while. I think a second round is probably fair. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, to show up, already good offensive line. So, you know, Cam will always get a lot of protection. Um, in that space. So it'll be interesting to see how that works this season. But another really good pickup with a team with uh, loads of cap room. I noticed yeah. that he was at the Pats before. So it's like he knows Bill's system. So that would be quite true. interesting to see what he does. Very true. Yeah, I completely forgot he was at the Patriots before that. Um, and Bill does love to bring back players. He does. What you got to remember as well, they've got a lot of their opt-outs potentially coming back this season. Yeah. So that yeah, is going to be a, a better roster than it was last year. Yeah, you're right. They've got Hightower coming back and they've got Chung coming back and a lot of good players on defence. So you're right, it will be a lot better team. And um, it'll be more reminiscent of that Patriots defence in 2019 that was so good. What if they can get Edelman fit as well? Yeah, that's true. And to get him to stop um, dropping catches as well, because he's got the most drops in the last five years or something crazy like that. But he's, again, Edelman's getting on a bit as well. They need to move on from... You know, aging receivers and, you know, really move on to dynamic players. There's enough wide receivers on the free agency market that they can go for and that any team can go for. You know, just to, I mean, name a few, because I think, you know, we'll get rid of... Who would you like to see end up there, potentially? Um, Well, not that I'd like to see him there, but I think Alan Robertson would be a great shout um, for them. I think uh, John Brown would be really good. Uh, the Bills are just... Uh, released him I think it's a speedy they need someone who can stretch the pitch 
and um, they haven't really at the moment got anyone that can do that. If you get a, if you get a brown or if you get a surefire kind of um, pick with you know Robinson, someone that can help you out on third down. Do you know who I think would fit in, but I'm not necessarily the thing they trade for him. Someone like Larry Fitzgerald. Because he's got the experience, and I think he's a good route runner. So I think he would be. He's a good so old, man. They're just, they're, they're well, they did it with Ra- they did it with Randy Moss, didn't they? And got to a he's older than you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? Only, sure? only took fifteen minutes to make a joke about me. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I still think they need to, they need to plan for the future, and you know, bringing in someone like Fitz on a one year deal. I don't know. It's, it, I'm not sure if that's the if that's the way they need to go. I think they need to go young. I think they need to go either in the draft or go for someone in free agency. Well, it depends if you want a quick fit or a long-term solution, but I just thought as a, an experienced receiver, he would fit well into their system. Is uh, Fitzgerald said that he, he's going to carry on playing or not? Or did he retire? I thought he was still playing. I can't remember. I've, I'll have a look at that after the podcast. I thought I swear something told me that he retired. But um, yeah, I'll check that one out. But it'll be interesting to see what they do, definitely. Um, see where they go moving forward. Um, moving into that lens, we saw a lot of franchise tags being thrown around in the last week or so, um, and free agency starts uh, this week. Um, Liam, were there any names that really stood out for you as you know being franchise tagged or not being franchise tagged? The one I wanted to ask you about was the Bears situation. What did you think about that? What with Robinson? Yeah. Um, That's the first one that came to my mind. I think it's the obvious decision to tag him. Although, in my opinion, if we don't get a solid situation at quarterback, then it's going to be a tag and trade. Okay. I want to see him playing with a good quarterback. Yeah. Because over the course of his career, he's been a very good receiver. But look, he's been throwing him the ball. And what could he? What could he do with a bona fide number one, decent quarterback? He, um, in 2017, he had the most touchdowns in the league it, with 21 or something, and he had Blake Bortles thrown to him. I mean, it's it was just, I know that's the one season that the Jags were good and made the um, AFC Championship game, but that was mostly thanks to their defence. But I completely agree. I'd love to see Alan Robinson, um, you know, either with us, with a good quarterback, or with a team, you know, with a good quarterback already. I think he deserves it. Um, he's shown on Twitter that he's clearly not happy about the situation. Um, and he's liking all these posts about the franchise tag and just saying, you know, let me go. But sadly, it's not the way football works. But I'd love to say, uh, see him still on on the Bears team. Uh, Kenny Golladay is another one in the same division. I think it's a really interesting um, one as well. Um, he's gone to free agency. I mean, there's going to be so many teams that are snapping up wide receivers at the moment. You really. can never have enough, can you? No, exactly. I mean, the Jets, for one... One that really strikes me is I think both football. New York teams. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And the Jets Jets need all the help they can get, uh, but the Giants need a number one receiver as well. Yeah, because they've just got rid of um, Golden Tate, haven't they? It, was, it, it wasn't brilliant, but it was always a solid kind of receiver. They've really got no help, but I think they'll address that within the draft. There's a lot of talk about them getting um, Kyle Pitt and uh, someone like that who would be a massive addition to that team. Um, Oli, any other players who stood out as you know being franchise tagged or moving into free agency that maybe you'd like to see on the Steelers team? Well, obviously as a Steelers fan, it'll be interesting to see where Juju goes. Mm, Doesn't yeah. sound like he's going to stay in Pittsburgh. 
um, which is a shame, but, you know, they've got three young receivers on rookie contracts. Yeah, true. And they're all very good receivers as well. They're talented, yeah. So I think could be time for him to move on. Um, bit of talk about it, maybe going to the Jets, which yeah. you can see. I think he'd like the New York market. He's, I really rate him. I think he's, he's a good, tough receiver. He's not really a yards after catch guy, mm-hmm. but he comes down with a lot of difficult tra- uh, a lot of difficult catches. Definitely, yeah. I think he's overlooked completely. I think he's more famous now for his social media um, dancing on the logos than he is for actually being a very good receiver. It doesn't help himself out in that regard. Um, maybe he didn't quite kick on after he had that fourteen hundred yard season. Yeah. When, when Brown was taking all the attention. And maybe he's been a little bit overshadowed. Claypool had a very good year last year. Mm-hmm. He does seem a very strong wide receiver too, instead of a wide receiver one. I think that's the kind of role that he fits him into now. Um, the one I was going to ask you about is um, Aaron Jones. Um, not being picked love up me or, some Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, I know from fantasy. I know you love a bit of Aaron Jones, but what a perfect fit he would be for the Steelers. Because that running back game is dire at the moment. Yeah, they're not getting in with their cap situation. <laughs> well, there's always there's always ways of working around the cap. You can always change contracts and work things out. And there's talk of him being paid about ten million a year, maybe eleven. I'm pretty surprised the Packers didn't tag him. Same. Obviously, they're going in a different direction. They've got obviously Dylan, second round pick last year. He looks like a bruiser. Um, yeah, very interesting to see where Jones ends up and maybe I'll uh, keep him in fantasy. Oh, well, I hope you don't because he's a player I'm going to try and pick up this year. That's for sure. I'd say Liam's the same, but he gave up after about four games last year. Are you actually going to try in fantasy this year, Liam? I just give up. I just lose interest after about week four. I don't even know why I sign up. He took two kickers in the draft. Yeah, but I I got ranked the number one team overall in the draft. So... Wash your mouth. No, you didn't. You finished the <laughs> half. Did. No, uh, when we did the actual draft, when it was a ranked team, I got number one. Yeah, well, um, I, I still think you should carry this on. As someone, we do a football podcast. You can't say you get True. bored of fantasy <laughs> football after three weeks. Like, well, where are we going to find ourselves? That's very true. I'll come on next week and you just won't be on. It'll be me talking to myself. <laughs> it but, is every week, isn't it? It's for like, it's for like yeah, I got bored. Um, yeah, I thought they'd uh, keep on Aaron Jones because they got rid of their all-pro centre and Corey Lindsley as well. So I'm not sure how Aaron Rodgers is feeling about this kind of situation. Um, Liam, what do you make of it? Obviously, it's good to have him out of the NFC North, but two really good players that are leaving the Packers. That's gonna, that's really going to hurt Rodgers, isn't it? He's not going to be happy about that situation. Is this going to build more the move of him out of Green Bay, or is this, or is he going to just put up? Do you think that's a legitimate thing, or is that just you wishing? Well, according to Packers fans and people I know and reliable sources, apparently this is true, but we're not involved in the team, so we don't know how realistic it is. Yeah, I mean, from a personal point of view, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC Oh, I'd love to. I'd love nothing more. (laughs) And out of the NFC in general, because, yeah, one of our teams might get a shot of winning the division. But um, it does seem unlikely. No, I think he'll stay. I think I can't see him leaving Green Bay ever. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, one more player that got um, released, I think it was last night or maybe Friday night, was um, Casey Hayward from the Chargers, um, another all-pro cornerback. 
And there's talks about him getting paid maybe higher than any other cornerback who's on the market at the moment. A seriously good player. Um, Liam, surely some of the Vikings would love to love to pick up. We would, but we don't have a cap room. Uh, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be who pays him. Um, who do you think? Who do you think he could go to, Ollie? A lot of teams need help. Yeah. Maybe someone like the Lions. Yeah, God, the Lions need that's a lot of help at corner. Sure. Yeah, or the Cowboys. Depends what they want, how they want to play it in the draft. Yeah, it's very true. There's a lot of good players on free agents, so it'd be really interesting to see how um, teams restructure their cap space. Um, I think we'll see a lot of stuff like that, a lot of restructuring, um, a lot of moving, moving up and down, and doing what the Buccaneers have just done. Um, what the Bears have just done, they've just changed Khalil Mack's contract and um, a few others as Eddie Jackson's. So we've got an extra 23 million in cap space. Um, you know, not to push the Wilson thing again, but yeah, you know, you never know, dear. <laughs> Make that move. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I've, I've got a dream. It, it doesn't help when Liam kept send, uh, sending me pictures of Russell Wilson in a Chicago Bears uniform every day. I just thought I, I just wanted just wanted to see your reaction out of it, and it worked. I woke up to that this morning on the <laughs> chat. I was a little bit confused. Yeah, so well, I wake up it every day now. There's something going on, so you kind of get used to it. Okay, right. Um, let's move on to talking about the NFC South. Um, so it's the third division that we're going through uh, at the moment. Uh, another really good division with some really good teams. Obviously, um, the Super Bowl champions now find themselves in the NFC South. Um, but we do what we normally do and go four, three, two, one, and start off with the worst team, who were the Falcons. Um, Liam, a bad season for the Falcons last year. Obviously, going four and twelve. Um, what are your thoughts on the season overall? Well, I'm going to try and be positive about them. Um, obviously, losing games was their issue and the defence. So there was only five or six games, I believe, where they were lost by a point, sort of a point score. So I think the Falcons need to try and work on their defence, which was ranked 29, to try and help the team out next year. If they can sort of get that issue fixed, I think they could get eight wins, nine wins possibly. Do you think bringing in Arthur Smith and um, Pease to help shore up that defence is going to help? Yes, I do. I think that's going to be a big help for them. Because it, it seems to me that around the Falcons, there's, um, there's kind of a culture or a mentality of just not being able to get over the line. Um, you know, And it all started with that Super Bowl against the Patriots. And ever since then, they had three games at the start of last season where they lost by a score and they were leading in. I mean, look at that Dallas game last year. Exactly. Look at the Dallas game. Look at the Bears game. I mean, it just it makes no sense. Um, I think it's a mentality thing. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be something they've got to do mentally to get over the line. I don't know if they need sort of off field coaching or psychology, perhaps to help them. I'm not too sure. I don't think it's a football thing. I think it's a mentality. I think that's fair. Do you think Arthur Smith is the is the right person? We'll see. Yeah, he could well be. Um, do you, would you say it could be? Ryan or would you say what do you boys think um I don't see why you'd move on from Matt Ryan at the moment I still he's only 37 he was pretty good last year um he's got a lot of good weapons around him and Julio Jones you know Calvin Ridley Hayden Hurst um Ollie what are your thoughts on on the Falcons yeah I think Ryan is still their guy obviously they're in a, a good spot in the draft potentially to trade down and pick up some more assets mm-hmm yeah, that's where I think they the, uh, the Gurley experiment hasn't really worked out. 
No, he started the season off quite well, and um, he looked to be running a lot better than he did with his last season with um, LA. But he just some of the performances after that were just crazy. I mean, for one, I remember the touchdown. It shouldn't have been a touchdown, but was a touchdown where he's made a fall over at the one yard line. And that accidentally kind of, scored a touchdown. Yeah, that kind of summed up his season. But the Falcons puts it on the defense with what a minute left, and they can't hold out. Yeah, and they can't. Have, that was against the uh, Lions, wasn't it? Couldn't hold out against the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford in the last minutes. Really did sum up their entire season. But as you alluded to, they've got a really good pick. They've got the fourth pick um, in the draft. Liam, where do you think they go? Defense or trade down? I think you take the best possible defensive player, or you try and trade down to get extra picks to really help your team. I don't think they go QB, as Ollie said. Um, I don't see the point in it because he's not going to start or why would you set a QB for a year? It, it doesn't seem a liable option to me. So, yeah, what, what do you think, Ollie? Just going to look up where they are in cap space. Oh, they're, they're struggling. Really Bad. struggling. Bad. It's not good. And they've only got 39 players signed to their roster, um, which is also not ideal because they're about 14 short. So they're really struggling with cap room. Um so, I mean, do you look at maybe trading one of their, one of their top wide receivers? Maybe you might does, have to. Does Julio Jones have to go? Do you get rid of? Um, do you I get rid of the running back. What? Do you, yeah. What do you do? Yeah, you've got to do something to make some cap space. I mean, I've, there'll be a lot of teams, a lot of needy teams that will be looking to move up to that four. So possibly they be, yeah. Yeah, they may be able to pick up some draft capital. And strengthen that way. Here's a question for you, Bo. If you're saying about Patriots needing QB, what happens if the Pats traded up to four? It's a big move to make. It is very bold. It's a bold move. I mean, it'd be amazing if they did. I couldn't see Bill Belichick doing it. No, I don't think it will happen. I'm just playing. But it would be good to see. I think the only teams that could do it, I'm going to rule out the Panthers because they're in the same division. That's not. They just won't do it. Um, So you're looking at maybe the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos need a QB, don't they? Can move up for a QB. Washington. Um, yeah, I think they're probably the main ones. Um, maybe the Bears if they don't get someone um, in free agency. But, but if you go in to four, do you go one more and go to three with Miami? And then you yeah. take out the risk of you just beating the Falcons to the punch. I then... I think I mean, Fields would be good enough to take it four. Sorry, George. No, no, that's right. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, try and go for the the Dolphins spot. They're not going to they're not going to want a, a quarterback. They're only really going to want a wide receiver, which is um, something that those teams don't need. So yeah, I, I think Miami will probably trade out of that spot as well. Definitely. So yeah, you would try and go after that. Um, what do the Falcons need then, Liam? Other than um, you know a little bit of help at you know, on defence, what else do they need? What positions? They need quite a few, but what do you do with the cap room? I think that's the issue, is how do you manage the cap to sort of improve your team? Do you restructure contracts? Um, what do you think they should do? Um, well, you've got, they have to restructure contracts because at the moment, as I said earlier, they've got 39 players signed up to their team. You know, it's a 53-man roster. So they've got, they've got to work out a way that, you know, they, they get that cap room sorted. They've already started um, cutting players as well. Um, 
which running is a back, running back possibly. I think that's where they'll go in the draft. Go for trade down and get someone like um, Najee Harris. Do you think he's back. worthy of a pick of them trading down there? Yeah, because if you trade down with I don't know, let's say Washington who have got the 19th pick, then yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or trade down with um, the Patriots who've got the 15th. I think I think that's definitely a definitely a sign. Um, what do you think went well for the the Falcons last year? Were there any bright spots for you? Ryan, in my notes, I've got Ryan and Ridley. I think they were the two gems of the season. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Ollie? Ridley killed me in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Steve. It absolutely killed us. First few weeks, he scored six touchdowns in three games. I think it was that game. He had, 100, had something like nine catches for 150 yards. He's an incredible receiver. Wiped me out. Yeah, they, uh, they've... Him and Jones are a good one-two punch if they both stay there. Mm-hmm. Well, they're a pass-first te- uh, pass team and have been for a number of seasons. And Hayden Hurst is a really good tight end as well. So I think on the offense side, I mean, they still need help at O-line as well. Let's not forget that because Matt Ryan still gets hit way too much. Um, and maybe that helps out their running game as well. Yeah, yeah that exactly. will help a lot. Yeah, definitely. It'll open up the gaps and open up the spaces. Um, I thought another bright spot was... Um, their young cornerback to AJ Terrell. I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, he looked they, very good. They got a lot of stick for picking him at 16 overall last year. And um, I thought genuinely really impressive and something, um, the secondary was quite good all season. So I think that's something that they can look forward to. Um, what would be a good season then for the Falcons next year? Leo? I, th- I think they should try and get more than four wins. I think if they got six to eight wins, possibly nine, um, so if they could change these games that they blew the lead, I think they could easily win an extra four or five games. Um, so yeah, I'd say eight wins, eight and eight would be a good season. Do you think it's a possibility of them going towards a winning season? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, I do. I think they've got some good building blocks there and division maybe not as strong as it was last year. Yeah, true. Definitely, we'll get on to that. I mean, obviously, with the Saints, um, we don't know what's going on at quarterback there. Yeah, I agree. I think if the Falcons could look towards... They haven't had a, a winning season for a few years now. Um, they've not even had an 8-8 eight and eight season for a few years now. I don't think maybe since the year after the Super Bowl. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what Arthur Smith does there. He's done such a good job at uh, the Tennessee Titans as their offensive coordinator. And, yeah, definitely an interesting team to watch. Um Moving on from there, another interesting team for me, the Carolina Panthers. Um, very, very interesting, this one. Really yeah. good team and really interesting. I mean, they've got a really good coach in Matt Rule, um, the best running back in the league in um, Christian McCaffrey, a defence that was improving last season. You know, uh, they took they used all their draft picks on defence last year. Yeah, and it worked So that's, that's building. You know, you'd think there's improvement there year on year. Definitely. And they've got good wide receivers, obviously. They've got, um, you know, Robbie Anderson. They've got Curtis Samuel. They've got, you know, DJ Moore. All, all they are is a quarterback away. And there's so much talk about um, Deshaun Watson going to the Panthers now. And they've just sorted out a lot of cap room. Liam, do you think it's... I mean, this is now a viable option for Deshaun yeah. Watson. The thing is, for me, that I'm a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater. And I think he did quite well. The circumstances. He was serviceable. Yeah, but I think you need a Watson or someone sort of take you to the next level. And I think if they could get him, they definitely could. Um, but the offense had a lot of 
bright sparks, but maybe it's just the quarterback situation. If they can sort that out and McCaffrey can stay fit, could they get it felt, well? it felt like last season they were in a lot of close games. Yes, and it definitely. felt like watching Red Zone every week, they were going down the field and they'd stall and Joey Sly would be trying to kick 80-yard field goals with a second left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the uh, amount of um, pressure that gets put on Sly towards the end when he's trying to go 72 yards. that has got a massive leg, but there are limits. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was always... No, you're right. They were in a lot of close games. And I remember a game um, against Kansas City last season where they pushed them all the way, and they were fantastic. And I think it was yeah. one of the games that McCaffrey actually played. There was a game where Bridgewater, he, he went on a scramble, and he was doing front flips. Yeah, I who it was against, but he was putting everything on the line. He was really good at the start of the season. I think the first eight games, he was really impressive and kind of faded off towards the end, which is why now talk of Ed, uh, Teddy Bridgewater leaving the Panthers seems to be quite rife, um, which I, I mean, can understand. Mac- McCaffrey is obviously your number one guy. He's elite. He's proved that. Um, Mike Davis came in and, and did a nice job for a few weeks mm-hmm. and then sort of stalled. Again, probably, I was, I was probably why he's a backup. Not I was best. playing him in fantasy most weeks, and he was getting six points, eight points. He, but you're right though. When he first came in, he was a very serviceable running back. You know, they he, he was, was doing everything McCaffrey did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a pass catching back, and it was perfect. Um, yeah, Liam, what do you make of the the Panthers season overall? I think just such a interesting team, and really seems to improve towards you know down the stretch. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a strange season with the injuries and situation, but Shaq Thompson's had his second consecutive season more than 100 tackles. That's ridiculous. That is a hell of a stat. Um, And Brian Burns had a career-high nine sacks. That's pretty good, which was fifth ranked in the league. So, yeah, I think they're definitely an interesting team and a team on the rise. So they'll be a good team to follow next season. Jeremy Chin was a very good pick as well. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Trent at safety was fantastic. I remember that game where he scored um, two touchdowns in two plays on it um, last year. Well, I mean, that was good. Uh, they've got um, they've franchise tagged uh, Taylor Moten as well, who's one of the best offensive tackles in the league. So they've, they've definitely got these building blocks, you know, to make I've, a really good team. They're just a I've, quarterback away. Yeah, I think the young defensive line needs some experience as well. That will probably help them out. But yeah, I don't think they're far off at all. They could... It could be so, sort of like the Buccaneers. They could get a couple of players in and they could be contenders. Are we going to assume they make a run at Watson? They've, got, yeah, they've got to. You yeah. can't not. I think they have to, they've cleared the cap room to make that run. Um, can I, any other team, they seem like the perfect fit. Can I ask Ollie, as he's not been on the show, how many first round picks, if you're the Panthers, would you give up for Watson if you're the Panthers? How many can they give up? Is it? It's the next three years, isn't it? Yeah, there's a limit of they can give up three. So, do you think that's enough, or do you think that's excessive? Or Watson, he's proved that he's elite. Mm-hmm. I mean, the season he had last year on a bad, bad team. Yeah, he, was my, he was my fantasy quarterback, and he was doing bits every week. Um, I think giving up three first-round picks, not necessarily over the top, because. He will be the guy for years to come. I completely agree. I mean, the only thing that I think might hamper the uh, Panthers if another team tries to get him, say the Jets, is the fact that the Jets will have five first-round picks in the next three years, or the Dolphins have 
they've yeah, got more ammo cool. certainly exactly and um, the one one thing i have seen bandied about a little bit is potentially they offer the number eight pick and maybe mccaffrey and anderson or mccaffrey and more but then instantly you're putting him in a situation where you're stripping him of his best assets yeah exactly i i think you know that he'd be crazy to get rid of mccaffrey that what that um one two of you know watson and mccaffrey would be nigh on unstoppable with the arm of watson and just the skill of mccaffrey they there's no point bringing in watson in my opinion if you're then getting rid of the best running back in the league as well that could be the best duo in the league quarterback running back easily and obviously how good is watson with his legs i mean the play action on those two would be immense so I, I think they'd be, um, I think they'd be crazy to let McCaffrey go. Just depends how conservative they're going to play it. I mean, oh, I'm all in on them going for Watson. Yeah. Well, what definitely. about two first round picks and a couple of second rounders? Do you think that's fair? Texans will want more. Yeah, of course. I'm just... Depends what other people are offering. Obviously, we, we've said the Jets and the Dolphins can offer more. I think um, first round picks are no guarantee. We've seen this for years and years and years. Deshaun Watson is a guaranteed top five quarterback, if not a top three quarterback. Look at the amount of picks that the Lions, I don't, I'm sorry to bring up teams, but the Lions have wasted, the Browns have wasted until recently, the Raiders. Yeah, first round picks aren't guaranteed an elite player. I mean, all right, most of the time, yeah, they work out pretty well, but we've seen a lot of duds in the league as well. And um, as I mentioned earlier, look at the amount of uh, number one overall picks that are available in free agency at the moment. Um, I think Carolina are the best team suited for um, Deshaun Watson. Um, They're outside of the AFC as well, which the Texans will appreciate. And I don't think they'll trade within the AFC. Um, But let's say, for example, that they don't go for Watson or for whatever reason, Texans don't answer the call Um, with the number eight pick. Do you go for a quarterback? Do yeah. You move up? Do you move down? Move up if you can. But it depends if you can find a partner. I think they can still take a quarterback at eight. Who would? Uh, what quarterback in the draft would best suit them, do you think, Lou? It's got to be Lance or Fields, I think. Must my, I think they'd best be suited to their system. It's just who's going to be available then. Will they be gone? Possibly, I mean, well, as I said before, they won't be able to trade places with the Falcons because they won't trade in division. So you're looking at trading with uh, the Dolphins. I actually thought Zach Wilson, although I don't think that he'll get past the second pick. Yeah, I um, think he'll. If he got the third pick, I'd be shocked. Yeah, same. I think the Jets will take him at at number two. Um, okay, so the Carolina Panthers last season five and eleven. Um, where do you, if they get a serviceable quarterback in the draft or you know with Watson? Where do you think they can go next season, Leo? I think they could. I think they could be a reach for the playoffs. Um, it just, yeah, I think they've got to aim. If you're getting an elite quarterback, which you're both making them out to be, which he is, you've you got to aim high, haven't you? I'm not saying they'll necessarily get in or win, but that should be your starting ground, I think, for your realistic expectations. Yeah, that's fair, Ollie. Yeah, I think they've they've got to be looking to improve on that record. Whether they, if they take Watson, obviously they're all in. If not, then presumably roll with Bridgewater and you have your rookie taking over at some point. Yeah. 
but you'd probably want to be getting you'd probably want to be looking towards a winning record and yeah. turning turning some of them close games into wins. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if they've got a quarterback there and get a couple more pieces in the draft as well, um, I think they'll be right up there. Maybe because obviously there's 17 games next season, maybe a, a nine and eight season. Um, I think I could easily see that happening. Definitely. A really interesting team to watch, the Carolina Panthers. Um, okay, so we move on to, weirdly, um, the Super Bowl champions who didn't finish top of the division. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Liam, your favourite person, Tom Brady. Yep, um, my man. As, as we mentioned earlier, that he signed a, a new year, a new deal. So he'll be back there for the next year, definitely, um, along with uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Shaquille Barrett, more than likely, Levante David, and all the other pieces they had. Um, surely the sky's the limit, or at least the Super Bowl's the limit again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you've got to be aiming for the Super Bowl. Um... The thing that was strange for me about the Buccaneers, at the start of the season, they were really inconsistent. And after sort of the bye week, they really Right up changed. until their bye, and then yeah, they but, really came on strong. Yeah, it was it was sort of a season, it really was a season of two halves. It's because they had the latest bye in the league. Yeah. They had their bye at week 13. So I'm, I'm not kind of, I'm not surprised that they kind of burnt out by that point. And they've done well to stay in contention, you know, of still getting that place after they didn't lose I, a game after their bye I think, week. I think the issue was as well because of the short off season, low preseason, Tom Brady effectively had to learn an entire playbook in short space of time. So I think that didn't help them, but now we sort of had a year under his belt. You'd expect them to get, would you expect them to get more than 11 wins or about the same 12 wins? Oh, I think more definitely. They were impressive and they've got so much, so many places they can go. Brown, Miller, Godwin Evans. Yeah. Gronk. Gronk, yeah. How good was Gronk in the Super Bowl? It just hurt you in so many ways. Amazing team. I mean, realistically, at the start of last season, could you have imagined them winning the Super Bowl or even getting to the Super Bowl? Because I, 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 I remember having this discussion with one of our friends. I didn't think they were going to do it. I thought I really didn't, but the proof is all wrong. They were high up in the betting, but I think that was more on Reputation. the... Yeah, on the Brady factor, they thought they were going to take some money on it, the bookies. Yeah. But fair play to him, he, he superb. I completely underestimated the Tom Brady effect because it's not just what he does on the pitch, it's what he does off it. He makes everyone a better player. Yeah, he does, definitely. Every single player there was better than they were last year. I mean, whether it's on defence or offence, they were incredible. And the effect he has, I completely didn't realise just how powerful... Tom Brady is as a presence in a changing room. I, I have to say, um, I've probably got some Minnesota bias, but Anton Winfield Jr. really impressed me. I knew he was good from Minnesota because I watched most of their games, but I didn't think he was going to be sort of an elite corner that he is. And their he's, draft picks were so good. They did really well. That that really helped them, I think, as well. Because they had Tristan Wirfs at tackle as well, and he, he let um, one... Great season. Yeah, one sack for the whole year, and that was a Khalil Mack thing, I think. So you can't really blame him too much for that. Incredible, absolutely incredible season. So what do they need? Do they need anything? What do they need? Where can they improve? Well, I've got D-line, because I'm thinking you just try and sort of improve with what you've got. Um, I think they can just sort of take the best player available, but it's hard to nitpick such a team, because what what do they really need? You could go go running back. 
yeah. if if someone's on the board there. Um, I think Fournette's a free agent. Yeah, Fournette is, and yeah. Ronald Jones has never really convinced me. So you know, if if a guy is still there, take oh, him, roll him. Yeah, I think running back's the one that struck, um, really stuck out for me. They might need some a little bit more help on D line, but they've still got like, Adama and Sue if they sign him up again. Vita Vea, you know, Shaq Barrett. I was just thinking D, so they can sort of improve for the future. So, how many seasons will Sue still be in the league for? True, yeah, but they're really an all-in team now. Aren't they? Yeah, of course they are, definitely. Because I can, I could see when Brady leaves eventually, I could see them getting a couple of wins, like and being first, second pick. Perhaps. Yeah, there's no, there's no contingency plan there, but they went all in and it, and it paid worked. off massively. Yeah, yep. I think we'd all take that for our own teams, wouldn't we? Well, I mean, in a way, it kind of proves, you know, what we were saying earlier that I think it's safer to go for a quarterback in the league who's proved himself than, you know, than to give up a few first-round picks. I always think it's safer to go for someone who's already in the league. Which so is, you'd rather go for Watson, for example, than uh, Trey Lawrence? Oh. Mean Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Or is Trey his brother? <laughs> um, yeah. I know that'll be controversial, but you've got... No, I'm with years, you 100%. You've got four years of what you've seen of Watson... Top five quarterback. Nice the system. I know how good Trevor Lawrence is and probably will be. But if, you, if you're if you a team that's got every single other piece and all you need is a quarterback, you, yeah, what's, give me Watson over Trevor Lawrence every single day. And that's what the Rams do, isn't it? The Rams give up all their first picks to get players that are already proven in the league, and it works. They're always a good team. Same with the Seattle Seahawks. They don't care about first-round picks. They just want to pick up good players, and I think that's I think that's the way to go. And I think the Buccaneers got it exactly right. And I think a lot of teams will be looking to do the same thing. Um, but yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes um, with Tampa Bay. I want to give a shout out to Bruce Arians because he's been in the league for such a long time, he been really a good coach. He really deserved it. Always looks so what's the word? Not angry. It's just he's so red on the touchline. It's it's quite weird, really, but um, he really deserved that, and yeah, it was good for him. Um, what do you make of Bruce Arians as a coach, Liam? I've always rated him. I thought he was great in Arizona. I'm just pleased he's finally got his medal that he deserved. Yeah, a bit like Andy Reid. Um, yes, definitely. Just both of them always deserved it. Worked incredibly hard. Always I always thought team. that Arians sort of not underachieved at Carolina. Sorry. Uh, at the Cardinals he just necessarily didn't have the right team I think he was always a good coach for them but he just sort of needed some better players than what he had and now he's done it he's sort of proved it yeah completely agree I think they've got the they, oh actually another shout out to the Buccaneers they've got um, their coaching system is so incredibly diverse and I think they're such a forward thinking team they've got you know a lot of um, BAME you know people within that coaching staff they've got female coaches and I think from that point of view it's brilliant for the league and it's something that a lot of teams should follow as well they're uh, they're very forward thinking when it comes to that so very impressive um so you're going into next season uh, for the Buccaneers are you looking at another obviously a winning season but maybe 12 wins 13 wins and yeah. back to the Super Bowl I think you got our aim championship game and hope you get back to the Super Bowl yeah, Ollie. Yeah, I think they they're just going to want a bit of an easier run of things in the playoffs because 
they had a very hard run. I mean, you look at the teams they beat. Yeah, they, they beat them handily, but you know their their schedule was tough. It was tough, and they earned it. You know, yeah, they, definitely. They deserve to win it. I mean, the tough in a weird way, the toughest game they probably had was the game against Washington. Um, yeah. Because no one really thought that was going to be much of a game, and Taylor Heineke kind of. Do you, Do you think when they played Kansas in one of the early weeks that sort of changed their season? Yeah, they were good against the Jets yeah. when they played them. They only lost by one score. And I almost think that sort of edged Tom Brady on even more. Yeah, win. definitely. But they were such a hard team to work out early in the season because even we beat them, you know, I mean, which is saying something. So you couldn't really get a grip on them until maybe they reached the, the postseason where they just turned into a different beast. I mean, look at Leonard Fournette in the postseason. And he turned into Derek Henry. That doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the the Buccaneers go. Um, okay, last team in the uh, NFC South. Liam, I know you're not a fan, but you're gonna have to be. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna remain professional. Yeah, I won't, I won't be biased. Impartiality, yeah. please. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're professionals here. Um, yeah, so the New Orleans Saints. Um, really interesting to see where the Saints go. Very much assume that Drew Brees is going to retire. Um, this offseason, although strange that it's not happened yet already, but um, we'll see where they go from that. Uh, You've still got uh, a few months of training camp, so you could still. That's true, yeah, but I think it's widely assumed that he's not going to be on the team. Um, another very good season, um, 13 and three. Was it 12 and four? Either way, a very good season. Um, and fell to the pack, uh, fell to the Buccaneers in the postseason. Um, if they do get rid of Breeze or if Breeze retires, do you think they've got a ready-made quarterback in either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? No, I don't think they do. I think Hill would be enough to sort of play six games, but I don't know if he could play you a whole season. Um, Winston, it's Winston. I can't see it happening. I think their their main issue is going to be cap. Oh, they're in trouble. Massively. So I don't know what they're going to do. Because to me... Um, Watson probably would have been the perfect fit, but obviously that's not going to happen. So what, what do you do if you're the Saints here? I don't think they can roll with Taysom Hill as their starting I'd, quarterback. I'd roll with Winston. I'd love to see Winston get given a chance. I yeah, think, I would um, as well, definitely. You know, he needs some... Obviously, the, the season before last, he threw 30 interceptions. I think a bit of coaching, tidy that up. And I think he'll be a serviceable quarterback, especially with you know, some of the players have got there. Yeah, for me, I think the biggest issue of the Saints was the, their playoff choking. I think that's their issue. I think the season, you can't really complain at all too much. I think they just it's the same as what we were saying about the Falcons. They just sort of need to get over that hump. Yeah, I think the issue that really affected them towards the end of the season was Drew Brees' passing. He couldn't throw, could he? He just couldn't throw. It was, it was almost sad to watch. He's been such a good quarterback for so many years. Um, but that's, but in a way, I mean, should uh, Sean Payton have taken him out of that game against the Buccaneers and put in Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Because it wasn't working. It wasn't working, but I think you just play your best possible player, don't you, and hope that comes you, off. You need to give yourself the best chance to win a game. It's a bold coach move if you benched him. Bold. I thought Taysom Hill was all right during the season. When he played, he'd, he'd done enough, and he's a threat of his legs, which is something Drew Brees has just never been. I think he's a fun gadget player to have. Agreed. 
starting quarterback, I'm not convinced. I think in, in football, you'd call him a luxury player, and I think that's exactly what he is. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if, if I'm the Saints, because you obviously don't have another good pick, you're at 24 or something, maybe higher. Um, I'd go Jameis Winston, absolutely. Why not give Winston a shot, at least for the first couple of games? You know, maybe try and pick up a, a quarterback late in the first round of the draft or maybe in the second round. But I'd definitely give Winston a shot and see what he's all about. I, I would have liked the Steelers to pick him up last yeah. offseason and back up Roethlisberger. I think there's there's something there with him. He threw for 5,000 yards. It, that's Not so thing, long ago. It, if, if anything, it'll be entertaining. Plus, <laughs> at the end of that 30, you, 30 you've season, got you had his eyes sorted out as well. Yeah, that eye correction or laser correction. So now we can actually see who he's throwing to. I had him as um, as my fantasy quarterback. And yes. I was down the pub and I was following it. And he was at one point, I think it was a Saturday evening game. And he was naught for two with two interceptions. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because I was at that game. I think that was the um, Panthers-Buccaneers game in London. And uh, his first two of his first three throws here went for interceptions. Incredible. I think that game he had five interceptions and three touchdowns. Just It was just incredible to watch, really. Um, so other than problems at quarterback, um, where else do the Saints need to improve there? Or are they a ready-made team apart from that? Well, I think the draft, I've gone safety just to try and help the defence out. Um, it's hard because they haven't really got many holes in the team, have they, apart from the obvious QB issue? I think the defence was serviceable and that, yeah, will help out, that will help out a quarterback. If, you, if you're going to get a quarterback who's only going to put up 20 points, say. Yeah, that's my logic, is just trying to help the defence to sort of help your offence out. That defence was a top three defence towards the end of the season, you know, especially in the last eight games. They were giving up nothing. And they're keeping a lot of the same players on defence. So I think, you, yeah, go on, sorry. I was going to say, sorry, do you trade down if you're the Saints or do you just take? No, you take, um, you take maybe take a wide receiver because they've just got rid yeah, of possibly. Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and you can't rely on Michael Thomas to be fit all the time. Can they yeah, trade that's... for more cap space? <laughs> Yeah, that would, I don't know. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? They've got to do some accounting wizardry there. There's something going on with that team and the cap space because they've been able to get away with it for years. Like, I'd love to know who their accountant is. I think at some point someone's just filled in Excel wrong, put an extra zero on there, and that's why their cap number's so high. That's what I think. Or they're using Donald Trump's accountant. Like, something just doesn't make sense. Are they not paying tax? Kim Jong-un's accountant. <laughs> it's really strange. Really, really strange. Um... Yeah, I think, you know, they've got their situation sorted at running back. I think Alvin Kamara is one of the best in the league. Um, he's not really a running back anymore, though, is he, Ollie? He's more of a kind of a pass catcher. Yep, caught a load of passes last season. But he was Breeze's go-to guy, so it'll be interesting to see how he fares without him. Yeah, definitely. How many, um, remind me, Liam, how many touchdowns did they score against the Vikings? Um, I said I wouldn't be biased and I'm not going to be biased. I'm not even going to say anything. It's Christmas I, Day, wasn't it? Oh, that was so funny. I remember watching that. I was in New Zealand at the time and I kept getting updates. I was like, God, he scored three touchdowns. I looked again at six. The first thing I could do was text you, Liam, because it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, not as funny as them choking in the playoffs. Give it six touchdowns. Choking in the playoffs, though. All you had yeah. to do was... Just put your arm up and grab digs. Couldn't even do that. Just ducks. 
Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that one. Uh, still that's the worst far. tackle. That's the worst tackle. It was like it was a couple of years ago. Who was, was it? Who was it that made the tackle? I can't remember. Or didn't make the tackle? Should I say? I can't think. I can't remember. Was it Marshall Lattimore? Could have been. Yes. I was Ollie. I was trying to be professional the entire time, and you just had to throw that in the works, didn't you? Sorry, guys. That's, that's fine and fine with me, mate. I loved every minute. Like, the amount of times I've watched those highlights. Just watching one, two, three, four, five, six. It'll get better, Liam. It'll get better. Uh, being a Vikings fan, you're used to it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, same... oh, yeah, he's such a threat, Kamara. I mean, he's so good. He's so so talented. I mean, he was the best running back in the league last season without really being a running back. Probably the he was unlucky not to win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, obviously, that always goes to a quarterback anyway. But he was right in the mix along with Derek Henry for non-quarterback players um and it was coming off a really rough season actually in 2019 where he just didn't look fit at all they but, need to ride him yeah yeah definitely um, he'll, whoever's playing quarterback he'll wear them out massively oh 100 yeah i mean he'd be a perfect weapon for either well actually Taysom hill didn't seem to use him as a pass a pass catcher which was strange no, no. he'll just run in it the whole time yeah, it was kind I of. Like, I think they played Denver when all Denver's QBs were out. Oh, and it was yeah, basically they, just yeah. running football. That was it. They had that guy at quarterback who threw one. He threw one completion. Or was it no completions? It was something like that. That was an incredible game of football. Um, so Liam, where are the Saints going to be next season? Do you reckon same place, or do you reckon they dip with the loss of Drew Brees? I think it all depends on Drew Brees. I think if Drew Brees isn't back, uh, I think they could be getting a top 10 draft pick. Um, with the top 10 draft pick? That is a spicy take. Whoa, dropping bombshells here. Yes. I mean, you remember so I said you, you have to be unbiased. So have you got them as fourth out of four in the division? Yeah, I think they could. Yeah, I think they'll finish bottom without him. I'm going to make a bold prediction now. You wait, wait, wait. Now, I just want to. Uh, we are, Liam, we are recording this, aren't we? Because yeah, I, yeah. I need to make sure that we've got this on record. Do you think they could finish bottom of that division? Yeah, I do. Without Drew Brees, yeah, I think they could. Oh, wait a minute. With Kamara Thomas, their whole defense. Yeah, it's... I think it's going to be a massive drop without Brees. Yeah, I think that he's a like, I think it'll be a completely different without him. So well, Winston's right. not. Winston's, how many games is Winston going to win him? Well, they're going to score a ton of points with Winston. That's proven. And their defence is going to be able to keep out teams, even if he gets intercepted. I think the Falcons or Panthers will... Yeah, I think they'll do better than them. All right. Well, how much are you willing to stake on this? I was going to say your reputation, but you don't have one. <laughs> we have listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm more than happy to take you up on a crate of beer for this one. Oh, yeah, all right. We'll do it. There you go. Ollie, you were Ollie, your witness. listeners, your witnesses to this. Um, I'll enjoy my crate of beer after that. So where do you think they'll? Um, they'll finish second in the division behind the Buccaneers. I don't see any way they finish lower than that, if I'm honest. The Panthers will still be building. Um, the Falcons, as we said earlier, you know they'll be they'll do well to get to maybe seven and ten or eight and nine. Um, Ollie, what do you think? Do you agree with Liam's bold statement? Bit too bold for me, I think. I might have gone too bold, but I've got to too stick late, with mate. it now, haven't I? Yeah. I've probably got them penciled in for 10 wins with that roster. Yeah, I completely agree, I think. Even with the cap room? Yeah. yeah. They'll, 
they'll do something with that. Yeah, completely agree. I think 10 and 7 or 11 and 6, something like that. There's no way they're getting a top 10 draft pick. But, it, mate, I could be wrong. I could I could definitely be wrong, you know. I'm not an NFL writer. We'll see, won't we, what come August, mm, September. You never know. But, again, it's a really good division to watch. Um, another good division within the NFC. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, have you got any, any final thoughts on the division, Liam? Yeah, pretty much what you said. Strong division. It'll be interesting to see where the Panthers go next season with and the Falcons and the Saints. It's a good division to watch, definitely. Yeah. Ollie, anything to add? Yeah, Panthers one to watch. I think they were a fun team last year. So it'd be interesting to see how Matt Rule does in year two. But I think Bucks definitely the strongest to run it back again. Yeah, couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Um team yeah, again, team I'm most interested in is the Panthers. Be really interesting to see what they do in the draft or a free agency. Um, but yeah, really good division. All right, cool. Thank you guys for the roundup of the NFC South. Um, next week we'll be looking at the AFC North. That's right, Neil. That is correct. Yeah. Cool. Um, Ollie, would we see you back on for next week? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Yeah, we we'll try and get a few more people on. We've got a lot of mates who um, uh, support teams in the AFC North, so that'll be something that um, we'll be looking into. Maybe try and get a few more guests from. We've got, we've got a few guests in the pipeline, but I don't want to jinx it, so I'm going to leave it there. You mean you don't, you don't want to annoy them in their DMs so we get blocked on Twitter? We'll see what happens. Let's just see what happens with the... All right, yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you both for joining. Thank you. Um, I'd just yeah, like thanks. to say before we go, we've got to plug the social medias. Oh, we haven't plugged that good, at all. Yeah. So we've got a Twitter page, Fourth and Out Pod. We've got a Facebook group, and I'm trying to put the podcast on NFL UK to spread the word. And I want to give a shout out to our one Belgium listener. Please yeah. give us a DM. We want to message you and yeah, just say hi. Thanks for listening. listening. Thank you so much for listening. We're assuming it's only one person because um, we've had three downloads in Belgium. And it's all been a different podcast, so. Yeah, please get in touch. Um, we're we're willing to do a live here. show post-lockdown. We're, we're, we'll be yeah. willing to do this. We'll head over to Bruges or something. Jump yeah. on the Europa, get out there. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice, nice little trip away for us. You know, we might get to do it in 2023. Exactly. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thank you for that, Liam, because I completely forgot about that. That's, that's why I'm a social hopeful. guy and that's why you do the hard work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, thank you both for joining. Thank you. And um, See you again next week for the AFC North. We'll see everyone next week. Thank you for listening. Bang.